Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 37, Five Steps to an Effective Podcast Website. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle, and I have a cool announcement to bring you, and this announcement fits perfectly with the content that I'm going to share with you in tonight's episode. See, your podcast has to have a website in order to have a presence on the internet. That seems so obvious, but sometimes it's not obvious to people because they put their site or their podcast on just a service like Libsyn or Podango or certain other sites out there, Podcast Alley, whatever, or they have it only listed in iTunes. Your podcast has to have a website. If you don't have a website with your podcast, then how are you going to get subscribers? Because people aren't going to easily search for you in iTunes. They're not going to find out all the information they need to know about you just from iTunes. What if they don't even use iTunes? What if they use a different program? What if they want to use their own customized program to subscribe to your podcast and there is no podcast directory for that program? The best way is to get them to go to your website. And so much more can be communicated through your website. This is something that I am really passionate about. As someone in the live chat room, we do this live every other Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Slight half-hour change there. And in the chat room, a listener there is saying that Daniel's passion on this topic shows through. And that's right, because... I love web design. I think I'm even more passionate about web design than I am about podcasting. I am a designer at heart. I am, I'm an artist. I love to create art and design things. And I've been designing for years, even before podcasting existed. I was a designer. So design is how I grew up. It's what I love. And now as a podcaster, I take these approaches to web design and apply them to what I create websites for with my podcasts and for others too, which by the way, I am available to be hired to create your website, but that's a little side announcement there or commercial. But the announcement is, if you haven't seen it already, go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and look at the new website for the audacity to podcast see previously when you would type in the audacity to podcast.com you would be redirected to noodle.mx because this is part of the noodle mix network over at noodle.mx and the audacity to podcast was simply a category on noodle mix website it wasn't its own site and in fact the most attention the audacity to podcast got on the noodle mix website was there would be a sliding banner across the top of the page and you get to see banners for each of the podcasts and a brief little description about them and the top or the most recently released posts for that podcast but then when you click through to the podcast everything still looked the same The only thing that was different is at the top, it would say the audacity to podcast and underneath would be the subtitle, which is what this podcast is about. And I didn't start with this silly me for not starting with this is that this is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization and dialogue. So when it comes to your website, though, this is how you get people to subscribe to your site, to your podcast. This is how you inform people about your podcast. This is how you capture new people. And this is how you communicate so much more than just what's within your voice and audio of your podcast or video if you're a video podcaster. Your website is the most important aspect 
of your podcast other than the audio itself. Now, I'm saying aspect as in it's more important for you to be to have a good website than to be in every single podcast directory. It's more important for you to have a good website than to several other things. I wouldn't say it's the most important. Okay, I'm going to take that back. But it is among the most important things for you and your podcast. And even if you're not a podcaster yet and you have a website that's just a blog or a site for a product or you're trying to sell something, these principles that I'm going to tell you about apply. And if you look at the show notes for this episode, which will be at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 37, you'll see that in the title, I say five steps to an effective website. And then the word podcast, where I say podcast website, is in parentheses because these steps apply even if you just have a normal website. And it's not a website for a podcast, but this is, well, most of these steps apply. Four out of these five steps apply to it. So take a look at the audacitypodcast.com. And you'll immediately notice this is completely different from Noodle Mix. It's a different color scheme, different branding, different uh, pictures, different images, different sidebars. The reason why, going back to uh, splitting this up, the reason why I split the Audacity to Podcast and will be splitting the others off of Noodle.mx, I'm not saying they'll leave the Noodle Mix network, Noodle.mx will become a, an aggregate site. So that's where you can go and you'll see all of the podcasts we have and you'll get to the links to all of them and you'll instantly see all the newest posts from each podcast that we have as a part of the Noodle Mix network. But the podcasts will eventually all be on their separate sites, just like the Audacity to Podcast is now. So it's a separate site. When you visit it, you stay on the audacitypodcast.com. And when you look at it, you see something completely different from what you'll see on the other podcasts. It is unique from the rest of the podcast sites, uh, the other podcasts, and it's unique from the Noodle Mix Network. When you look at this, you'll instantly see how different this is. And all of these differences would not have been easy to do if I maintained all of my podcasts on a single site just within separate categories. Now, I say it's not easy. It is possible. It's entirely possible to do what you see on the Audacity to Podcast. It's entirely possible to have done that with just categories inside of my WordPress installation at noodle.mx. However, it is not easy. It would have been very hard. I'll give you a brief overview. To make it look the way it looks now as a category on noodle.mx, I would have had to create separate category template files, separate CSS files, that's the styling, separate widgets. I would have had to install a bunch of plugins so that only certain things would be active in one category or on certain pages and not on other pages. I'd have to do all of this stuff and it end up being so complicated and have so much involved to it. It would have taken a long time and it was taking a long time. Noodle Mix Network has been in existence for almost a year and during that time, None of the podcasts got their own unique look. They had unique header images from the front page, but none of the actual content pages looked any different from the others. And it that was a year of progress. And I was doing other things at the same time, trying to make this podcaster's theme and all of that. So yes, other things were consuming my time, but still, that's no excuse in my opinion, is that in a year, I couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to, or I didn't have the time to make it as complicated as it would need to be in order for it to look the way I wanted it to. So by splitting it off like this, now the files are separate, the template is separate, the widgets are separate, all of this is separate so that I no longer have to make sure 
that when I make a change on one site, it doesn't immediately apply to all of the others and I have to exclude all of the others if it's something unique to one site and not the others. So now I am running Noodle, uh, I am running WordPress Network, formerly called Multisite, formerly called Multi-User. It's had so many names in just a few months' time. And that is where it's a single WordPress installation, but it's running as if there are multiple WordPress blogs, but WordPress is, on, is, only, an install, is only installed once, and I can jump log in, and I'm immediately logged into, for example, the Noodle Mix site, but I can, through the menu, jump over to the Audacity to Podcast site. Or I can now give my co-hosts access to just the podcasts that they're involved in and not have to worry about them accidentally posting to the wrong category or deleting something from a different category or whatever. They'll have access to just their site. And to them, it'll look like its own private installation of WordPress. Each instance of a site within the WordPress network will function as if it's an individual site with an individual installation of WordPress, but it's only one installation. So that means I have only one installation to maintain. If I update plugins on one site, it updates the plugins on the other site. And all of this is working great. I've also switched over to the Genesis framework for my theme. And this has been wonderful to work with. And I I have coded everything that you see with a child theme. And to cover it very quickly, a child theme is where I've downloaded and installed the Genesis framework. So I have a folder in my WordPress themes directory that is just called Genesis. And then I have another folder, which is my The Audacity to Podcast folder. All that's in it are the images I need a CSS file, a script file, and a functions.php file. That is all that is needed in that folder. So that means that I make all of my changes in the CSS and in the functions.php file, and I can add information, remove information, without changing the original Genesis framework files. So when the Genesis framework is updated like they just upgraded from version 1.5 to version 1.6, when it's updated, I don't have to worry about breaking my theme by mismatching files or anything like that. I don't have to dig through files and make changes, compare things. No, I just update the theme and then the child theme, because it's just inserting information into that theme, will work great. That's very quick overview. I hope that I explained it enough. Essentially, it's the child theme is like a shortcut to the original, and I can make all my changes in the child theme in just a couple files and see that reflected as if I designed a completely new theme. And that's what you're seeing on the audacitypodcast.com. It looks like a completely new site, and the more time goes by, the more I will make it look uh, even more unique in that. It will have fewer of the certain Genesis style things. But even when you look at it, it doesn't really look like it's running Genesis. It's looking like it's running something unique. Maybe not even Genesis, but you do see in the footer, I say in there, built on the Genesis framework. And that is an affiliate link. You're welcome to click on that. And if you purchase Genesis framework or any of the Genesis themes, then I'll get a little affiliate income from that. And I would thank you very much for that. Many people have done that already, and I'm very grateful for that. So now that this is its own site, it looks unique. Look around on the site, and you'll see everything that you're looking at on the site is unique to this podcast. You're not seeing information from my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle. You are not seeing information or crossover posts from Are You Just Watching? Now, I think this is important. Yes, there will be cross-promotion between things. I will eventually have more uh, little banners on the side that will probably say something like, 
like this podcast, check out these others. Or every post may say that too. Here's something I've added is that along the top, there's this, I call this my network nav, where I have the name of the network and then different titles or different descriptions for different podcasts within the Noodle Mix network. And if you look at these, I never actually use the name of the podcasts. I say what the podcasts are. Because here's the thing, if you are on, if you've never listened to my other podcasts, like several of you haven't, if you go to the audacitytopodcast.com and you see here along the top, you see clean comedy. Oh, and you might think, I want a funny podcast to listen to. I'm going to click on that because it says clean comedy. I'm going to click on that. If it said the ramen noodle, you'd have no idea what that was unless I had told you or someone had told you what it was. You wouldn't be inclined to click on something that you don't know what it is. So by saying clean comedy in there instead of saying the actual proper title of the podcast, you're more inclined to click on it because I'm telling you what it is. You don't care about the name if you don't know what it is. So that is the network nav, and all of the podcasts will eventually have that, so they'll cross-promote each other, and they'll change the network nav will look different depending on which site you're on to some extent. Well, not very much. The only difference will be it will be obvious which one of the several podcasts you're currently looking at. And like right now, if you visit the audacitypodcast.com, you'll see that the little tab for podcasting in Audacity is highlighted because that's what this podcast is about. So if someone on the Clean Comedy podcast might see that, oh, hey, here's here's a spot for podcasting and on Audacity. That's something I'd like to learn. So they'll click on that and then it takes them over to this page. Again, if they just saw the title, The Audacity to Podcast, well, now that one, I named that one so it kind of tells what it's about. But still, let's pretend they had no idea what Audacity was. But they, they, they see a title. They might not know what it's about. But then when they see instead that it says podcasting and audacity, it's more recognizable. And it's, it's easier for them to know what this is about and whether they should click it. So now let's get into the five steps that you need to have an effective podcast website. And I'm going to use the audacitypodcast.com as the example for this because, well, I am really excited about having launched this new design and the other podcasts will be following suit very soon and having their own sites and their own look and feel again because the Ramen Noodle and Are You Just Watching originally had their own themes and were on their own domains Then I merged them. Now I'm going to split them back again. So first thing, the first step to an effective podcast website is use your front page. I don't just mean have a front page or a homepage. I mean, use it. Take advantage of it. See, here's what happens. You tell someone Visit my website for my podcast, and my site is myawesomepodcast.com. And they go there, and all they see are a list of your episodes. That's great. Maybe they forgot what you told them their pod, your podcast was about. Well, looking at the, your front page, they're not going to see what your podcast is about. They're just going to see a list of your episodes. They may not even know it's a podcast from your front page and just a list of episodes or a list of what looks like just blog posts and the blog posts have numbers on them. I've seen people do blogs where each blog post is an episode. I've seen people do that. No podcasting involved whatsoever just blog posts, and they would title each blog post with an episode. So what you need to do is ensure that you are using the front page, not just as a 
a closet to stuff all your junk in, but use it effectively. Here are two things, two of the most important things about your front page for you to use it effectively is first, quickly tell them what the site and podcast are about. If someone visits your front page, the average time someone will spend on your website, well, not average time, but the amount of time that you have to capture someone's attention and keep it when they get to your website is around 10 seconds. Some people say it's 7 seconds. Some people say it's 12. I've heard numbers is 5. But think of it of around 10 seconds. And, well, if your site doesn't load quickly, that's going to be one problem. But if your site doesn't tell them that quickly what your site is about, then you have lost a potential subscriber. So when you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com, here are a couple things that stand out to it. Well, first of all, when you visit that site, you see the logo, the icon, that kind of might tell you what it's about if you're familiar with RSS and what a microphone looks like. You might see just from the icon what that is. But now here's something. I used to make really big headers because I have a really high resolution monitor. So my header parts of websites would be huge, like take up the whole screen almost. Well, I shrunk the header down and I might even shrink it down even more beyond this. But then you see this big yellow bar across the page. And in that it says in big bold letters, a how-to podcast about podcasting and using audacity. There it is. In just a few seconds, a how let's see this. A how-to podcast about podcasting and using audacity. I read that in four seconds. So in four seconds, people who visit the audacitypodcast.com, in four seconds, they know what the site is about. Try to make your front page work just like that, that within a few seconds, people will know what your site is about. Now, you might be thinking, well, that I can't tell them in just a few words everything about the site. I can't tell them it's a weekly podcast. I can't tell them who the hosts are. I can't tell them uh, all the stuff that we cover. I can't tell them that they can subscribe and all of these different methods, all of this stuff. That doesn't matter as much. You need them to know in just a few seconds what your site is about. People in business talk about having your elevator pitch. And this is the idea that when you get on an elevator with someone, instead of everyone awkwardly looking at the numbers, and then you you might smell something, but you, you don't want to look. It's just one of those awkward moments. You know, elevators are always awkward. I tend to have fun in elevators. But when you're in an elevator, imagine you are at some Fortune 500 place and the president, the CEO of a company steps into the elevator with you and here's your chance that you had no idea you might run into this person. And he asks you, what's your business about? And you have 30 seconds to tell him. That's your elevator pitch because 30 seconds would be what it takes to go from one floor to a few other floors. So you need to be able to tell him in that amount of time what you're about, what your business is about. Promote yourself in 30 seconds so that he knows and he can take that with him. Websites go even faster because when people come to a website, if they don't see what they are looking for or if they don't see anything telling them what they're looking at, then they will move on. There are far too many websites out there. I could just stop the sentence right there. You know that? I could. There are far too many websites out there. (laughs) There are far too many websites out there that attract people's attention that if yours doesn't tell them what your site is about, they'll just move on to something else that does catch and keep them. So within a few seconds, you want to tell them what your podcast and website are about. 
Now you can do this through the text. Like I have that big text that says a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. Now, when you visit the page, notice the text is it is almost the same size as the text in the logo. It's big text. It stands out. That's very important that your catching text stand out. If your catching text is a sentence at the top of your page that's an 11-point font, that's not good enough. It needs to be big. It needs to be readable and very concise and communicating what you're about. You can also have a picture to go along with this. A picture is worth a thousand words. So if you think using 10 or fewer words is not enough to describe your site, then put a picture there and you get a thousand more words. So on the audacitypodcast.com, I have a picture of a screenshot of Audacity and a little microphone next to it. And when you see that, it doesn't immediately say podcasting. That's true. It doesn't immediately say podcasting. Now, if you are a podcaster and you look at this, you can see, oh, hey, it's something about podcasting because we've made that connection in our mind. But I know that people who are looking at this will not immediately think podcasting. And I didn't want that to totally be the case because I do know there are listeners and maybe you're one of them, but I get frequent people coming to the Audacity to Podcast and listening who are not interested in podcasting, but they are interested in using Audacity. So when I do these Audacity-focused episodes, I try to do them in a way that appeals to people who might not be podcasting. So it appeals to podcasters and non-podcasters. So the image of the screenshot of Audacity and a microphone is not screaming at you podcasting. But if you are a podcaster... If you know about podcasting, you'll probably read podcasting from it. If you're not, you'll still read Audacity, sound, recording, microphones, and such, which is what I want to communicate. So that's that's a lot to say. And just the first thing, quickly tell them what the site and podcast are about. Second thing your front page needs to do to be effective is give them something to do with a call to action. A call to action is, well, you're calling someone to action. You're telling them to do something. Look at many other websites out there like mint.com or skype.com or tweetdeck.com or all of these other sites, or in this case, like I'm using the audacity to podcast.com. When you visit that, I have a call to action there. It's something I want you to do. And that is, I want you to subscribe to my podcast in iTunes. So I have this really big button right underneath my catching descriptive text there. I have this really big button that says, subscribe in iTunes. That's what I want you to do, is to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Now I'm going to add something to the button, and it might be there by the time you're listening to this episode. And that will be that when you hover over the button, a little thing will slide out the side that will explain just very simple words and very concisely what subscribing means. Some people might not know that subscribing is free and that they don't have to have an iPod. But in just a few words, I will describe and explain. It's called microtext. It's just a small little bit of helper text. So when they click on this big button, it gives them something to do, and that is subscribe in iTunes. It takes them to the iTunes page where they can then subscribe. But I know that not everyone uses iTunes. Most people who listen to podcasts do use iTunes, yes, but iTunes is actually dropping in the podcast subscriber base. A lot of other services are coming up. No one's overtaking iTunes yet for podcast subscriptions iTunes is still the biggest, but it is slowly dropping. So I have other methods that people can use to subscribe to the podcast in a row of icons under it. Now, these buttons aren't as big as, and actually they don't look like buttons, they're just icons, but they're not as big as my main call to action button. You don't want to have a lot of calls to action. 
you don't want to have subscribe in iTunes, subscribe in, with RSS, subscribe with Zoom, subscribe with Miro, Miro, subscribe with Stitcher, subscribe by email. None of those stood out. And you might just feel like someone is shouting at you if you're, you come to a website and everything is all the same. The main thing I want you to do is subscribe in iTunes. But if you don't like iTunes, here are other ways to subscribe. And so I have some icons underneath there are ways that you can do this. Now, by the way, when you look at the website, I would really appreciate it if you use a modern browser. And that means Chrome, Firefox, Opera, Safari, and I'll, I'll let you get by with Internet Explorer 9. This will look best in those browsers. Now, it works perfectly fine in the other browsers too, like Internet Explorer 7 and 8. I do not support 6 anymore, but it will work fine in 7 and 8. It just won't look as nice. And that's another thing that I, as a web designer, this isn't something you have to do, but it's something I do as a web designer is what's considered progressive enhancement or graceful degradation, where if you have the newest browser, the nicest browser, like Google Chrome, which is free, by the way, and it's my browser of choice, then you'll see all of these nice effects. And it's not going overboard, but there's subtle things like some transition effects, some slight subtle animations, some gradients, some shadows, simple stuff like that. But it's not going overboard. But it looks nicer there than it looks in Internet Explorer 7. It still works fine. It just doesn't look as nice. So that's considered progressive enhancement or a graceful degradation. So when you look at these things, you see a strong call to action and you see what the site is about. That's what your site needs to say in the front page. And people need to see that within 10 seconds. So if I look at the audacity to podcast.com, I immediately see a how-to podcast about podcasting and using audacity. And then this big button that says subscribe in iTunes. There's a big picture next to this of a screenshot of a program that looks like it's an audio program maybe and oh there's a microphone so it must have something to do with audio it does it's audacity so in 10 seconds you get an idea of what the site is about and you have a call to do something and that is subscribe and i present multiple ways for you to subscribe so use your front page there are several other things to keep in mind for about your front page, but I don't have the time to get into those things for now. I've already talked enough about this. But this, of your website, here's what I can say. Of your website, your front page is one of the most important things. If I, Actually, I would say your front page is the most important part of your website. The second most important part is what will become your most popular page on your website. Unless you have a page that says free money on this page. But this will be the most popular page on your website. So you better have this. Is an about page. Studies have shown in statistics and ratings and everything that the most clicked option is for people to learn more about the site or podcast. And so you need to make sure that your front page does have this link to your about page. But I'm not talking about the front page anymore. I'm talking about your about page. This is where you can go ahead and explain yourself and explain the content on your website more. Make sure that you have this. Because your front page needs to remain simple, clean, and catching. So you can't explain everything and you shouldn't explain everything on your front page. But on your about page, you can go into more explanation and more detail about what everything is about. And you absolutely must have this because this is telling people about your content and why they should subscribe. I've been to podcast websites where they might have something on the front page, 
but their little blurb that they have kind of like my little blurb is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using audacity their little blurb doesn't really say much it might just say something like two guys two microphones two root beers and that might might be it Uh, well that's great it's a podcast about root beers that's awesome maybe it's not maybe it's supposed to be a, a podcast about deep theology and it's two guys that talk about theology while they drink root beer well that's not communicated from that blurb but on the about page whatever your blurb is your about page can go into much more detail this is where you tell people who you are do not forget to do that people do want to know who you are not just about your content so tell people about your content what the site is about, what they can expect. If you release your episodes on a certain schedule or podcast live, this is a good place to do it or tell them about that. As you can tell them, this is about page. So this is where you tell them about stuff. You're not telling them stuff. You're telling them about stuff, about your content, about yourself. Have a little bio about yourself. I suggest even writing your bio in first person so it will be more personal. Sure, even if you're doing a professional thing, it's still nice to make a personal connection with people. So if you visit the audacitypodcast.com slash about, or if you just visit the page and click about from the menu, then you will see a description about the podcast and a little bio about myself. So explain yourself and your content in the about page. That's number two. Number three, make it easy to contact you. I've talked about this before in previous episodes about how you can give back to your listeners. This was in the Thanksgiving episode, which was, which you can listen to again at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 26, 10 ways to give back to your listeners. Make sure it's easy to contact you. And you can do this a couple ways. One is have a contact page and have it right next to your about page. Don't have your contact information on your about page. Put it on its own page. So you have an about page and a contact page. On your contact page, I highly recommend that you actually put your email address in there. Now, don't just put it straight in there, but don't do anything weird either, like spelling out the word at or the word dot or things like that. If you're using WordPress, get the CryptX program, the plugin, and it will encrypt your email address for you so you won't get spam but it makes it still clickable. It makes it visible and easy for people to see, read, copy, paste into their email programs to send you an email, but make it easy for people to contact you. So make your con- make it easy by also putting in a contact form on your page there. I have chosen to use the plugin that is called Contact Form 7. Another very popular plugin for contact forms is C-Forms 2. That's the Roman numeral 2. But I think that one's a bit too complicated, a bit more complicated than it needs to be. If you need a really complicated contact form, which I suggest you don't make it complicated, but if you need a complicated form of any sort, then you could consider C-Forms Roman numeral 2. C-Forms is C-F-O-R-M-S. There will be a link to both of these in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 37. But I recommend using Contact Form 7. It's simple, it's clean, and it's easy to use. So put that on your contact page, but also have any other contact information that people should know on this page, like the phone number for your voicemail, I already told you your email address and a form where they can just type in some information right there because not everyone wants to load their email program to send you a message. 
not everybody's using Yahoo or Gmail or something like that that's web-based and very quick and easy to get to. Some people just want to go to your site and send you a message. And they don't want to have to load Outlook, which takes a long time to load. They don't want to have to load their mail program or open a separate tab or anything like that. It would be great to just send you a message. So that's why having a contact form is really good. I suggest asking for their first name, at least, their email address, a subject, and the message, just as if they're sending an email, but make it a form on your site. And you can do that super easy with Contact Forms 7, Contact Form 7. And someday I will make a video showing you how to set that up on your page. So, again, these first three things are use your front page, explain yourself and your content in the about page, and make it easy to contact you. But don't just put your contact information on a contact page. I also suggest have it in your posts whenever you post something and you want to hear back from people, which I hope is every time that you want to hear back from people, Tell them how they can contact you in their post. Because many people, like me, (laughs) I wish many people liked me, but many people, like me, subscribe to websites with some kind of reader, like Google Reader or some other RSS reader. So when they see your posts, they're not seeing your separate pages. They're seeing just the text that's in the post. So if you tell them in that post how they can contact you, then it makes it easy and convenient for them. Again, using the plugin CryptX, the link will be in the show notes, will make it easy to enter your email address, encrypt it, and not have to worry about being spammed because your email address is in public there. Now, I, by the way, highly recommend that whatever email address you use, just make it forward to Gmail, and Gmail does a fantastic job of filtering out whatever spam you would get. Now, as we move on, this next point is, yes, specific to if you have a podcast, but this applies really to whatever your website is about. I just choose to say your podcast, but maybe your website is selling online training videos. Maybe your website is selling t-shirts. Maybe your website has music. Maybe your website, whatever your website is about, make that visible. Let's take, for example, your podcasts. Make it obvious that your website is a podcast website. Make your podcasts visible on the site. There are several ways to do this. One is in your navigation, in your main menu of your site, where you would have home, about, and contact and whatever other links and their important navigation links. You could also have a spot in there that is, using the example of a podcast, that is a link that just says podcast. And by the way, podcast is your show as a whole. Each individual episode is not a podcast. It's like a TV show. Um, Lost is a TV show. And Lost has many episodes to it. Your podcast is the overall thing. So if you only have one show that you're doing on the internet, that's your podcast, but it has multiple episodes. So you could say in your navigation menu, you could just say podcast, or you could say podcast episodes. But I do recommend use the word podcast. If you have multiple podcasts, then use the word podcasts in plural form. But have that in your navigation menu. Also make sure that every post has a player so that it's obvious it's a podcast. If you look on the com, as you scroll down the page, you'll see different posts that have a little play button. Now, as I continue to develop this site, I'm going to make it more prominent when a podcast or when a post has a podcast episode. And the little player section will be highlighted a bit more and will be featured more. But even still, 
from the front page, you see the play buttons, and my player is set to show in the excerpts. My front page is showing just the excerpts of the posts, not the entire post, and that's a decision I made. I like being able to show the multiple posts, but not overwhelming them with a miles-long page. But it sh- So it shows just a little excerpt, a little description of what the episode is about, and it shows this podcast player. So right from the homepage, they can see that there's a play button associated with this post, and they can play the podcast, they can download it, or they can play it in a new window right there from the homepage. Or if they click through the page, then they'll get the actual post and it will have, of course, the play button and all of those options in there. So make it obvious that your site is a podcast or whatever your site's focus is and whatever kind of media or content or service you're providing, make it obvious and make it visible easily accessible. That's number four. So number one, use the front page. Number two, explain yourself and your content in the about page. Number three, make it easy to contact you. Number four, make your podcast visible or whatever your unique content is. Number five, put repeatable, accessible stuff in your sidebar. This is the stuff that you want to appear everywhere on your site. Now, I say that with caution, the you want to appear. I say that with a lot of caution because sometimes not everything that you think should be everywhere should be everywhere. Just because you can put it everywhere doesn't mean it should be everywhere. But here's what I suggest that your sidebar contain are your, like I say, your repeatable, accessible stuff. So obviously your search needs to be either in the sidebar or somewhere in the header near the top of the page, but it needs to be visible from every page. Your search form, your search field little thing box needs to be visible from every page. Then your subscription options also need to be visible from every page. Now, your subscription options don't have to be as strong and calling to action as your homepage is. Like if you visit the audacitypodcast.com, you see that big subscribe with iTunes button and then the little buttons underneath it. It doesn't have to be that strong on every single page. That's a little bit obnoxious. Instead, what you would do is just have your list of icons. And you've heard me before talk about a subscribe and follow widget where I make a link, I make this widget for you that will have all of your subscription links to whatever services that you care about, like iTunes, RSS, Zoom, Miro, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, email, whatever, anything like that. I've done that for several other people and will continue to do it. And if you are interested in having me make that as a little widget for your site, then I'd be happy to do that for you. But look at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And what I've done is in this widget, it's now just a subscribe widget. So these are just ways that you subscribe to the website. There's an iTunes button. There's an RSS button, a Zune button. Yeah, I know Zune is dead, but still Zune is extremely popular. So it's going to stay there for a while. A Miro button, a button for Stitcher, which is gaining popularity very quickly and a button to subscribe to the post via email and all of these by the way if you look at this make sure that you're looking at this through a modern browser because you'll notice some cool things i'll just tell you about this because i like to geek out about this then i'm happy with the way this works first of all when you hover over over the buttons you'll notice the background slowly fades in and when you move your mouse away from it the background slowly fades out that's called a CSS3 transition. I'm not using JavaScript for that. I'm using CSS. Now, if you're not in a modern browser, you'll see that it just clicks on, clicks off, like you're used to seeing. It doesn't smoothly fade in and fade out. It just clicks on and clicks off. That's that graceful degradation thing. 
But here I'm using CSS3 transitions and also you'll notice that first the icon before you mouse over it is black. When you put your mouse over it, called mousing over or hovering, you, the icon changes to white. Now if you're in an older browser, it just snaps into white. If you're in a newer browser, you'll see that it slides up. The black slides up and the white slides up underneath it. It's a cool little effect there. Again, CSS3 transition, not JavaScript. So this is all quick loading and it's not bogging down your browser to do this. And then when, especially with the main part up at the top of the front page, underneath the big subscribe and iTunes button, if you look at the email button, hover over it and then click it, then it expands out with a field for your email address and you fill in your email address and when you click go, it fades back out again and disappears. It's some really neat little transitions and effects added into this that are CSS3 and made for modern browsers. And one last little detail are the nice soft rounded corners of this. That's not solid squares, which if you look at it and you see solid squares, then you're looking at it in an older browser like Internet Explorer 7 or 8. Make sure you're looking at it with the newer browser, Internet Explorer 9 or Firefox or Chrome or Opera or, or Safari, one of those modern ones, and it looks much nicer. So I have this widget that it are contains my subscription options and this shows up then on every page because not everyone is going to come to the site from the home page or see the home page first for example maybe you're listening to this podcast and you came to the site and started subscribing because you came from the audacity wiki pages where Whenever I mention something very specific, Audacity, or not just mentioned, but I have a whole episode about Audacity, and it's Audacity-focused, then I post it over in the wiki pages so that people who are looking for content and tutorials and trying to learn certain things will see that and come over to the site, and they'll be able to benefit from the content. So when they come over to the site, they're going straight to that relevant post. Or maybe when I tweet about stuff that's on the website, I'm linking people straight to the post. I'm not just linking them to the Audacity to Podcast and saying, hey, good luck finding the relevant content I just told you about. No, I'm pointing them straight to it. So if they're on a site and then they want to subscribe and they decide, oh, this content is so fantastically delicious, I must subscribe right now, then no matter what page of the site they're on, they will see the subscription option, the second widget on the right. The first widget, which is the most important, is the search widget. And then my second one is the subscribe widget. Then underneath that, I have a follow widget. And this is where people can get a link to follow me on Twitter or become a liker of the Facebook page. So there's a little section there with the Facebook page and you'll see if any of your friends like it too and you can click like on that. So that's how you can follow me. I'll also add a couple other links probably in the future like probably my LinkedIn profile will be on there as well. Then just below that is coming back to what I talked about, make it easy for people to contact you is that just below that, I have a widget that contains my contact information. Again, my email address is in there in plain English for you to read and click on. But spammers and bots cannot read it. What I have also within this widget is a link to the contact page where it just says send a message that links them to the contact page. And I have this big icon there for the Google Voice widget, which is the listener feedback number, the 859-353-4332. And that number will also be listed in the widget so that people could just dial that on their phone if they want to, if they don't want to click the button that says call me. And I might just change it so that it's just the phone number and not this big call me link there. I'm still debating that. So again, that goes back to 
making it easy for people to contact me. Yes, almost every post, certainly every podcast episode post, will contain contact information in it. But if they don't scroll all the way to the bottom of the page to get that, then they will still be able to get it by looking at the sidebar and they'll see the contact information. I'm making it easy for people to contact me. Additionally, I have the latest posts as a widget here on the sidebar. And this is where people can see what else is on the site. It's important, especially if you have certain popular content, it's important that that content links to other things on your site. You can do this a couple ways. Is You could have a widget here in your sidebar, which is, for example, could be multiple things or all of these combined. Your latest posts, it could be your most popular posts, like, and that could be rated by what gets the most comments or what gets the most views or uh, what is the most requested or whatever you think is the most hot button thing. But generally, it should be driven by what your listeners and the consumers think of it. And you can display that in a little widget that has multiple tabs in it, or you could just display one of those as a single widget like I have on the site right now is just the latest posts. You can also, within the post, you could use a plugin that allows you to easily link to related posts. And this is highly recommended. I'll be implementing this on the Audacity podcast so that when someone finishes reading a certain post, they'll see that here are other posts related to this. Where this especially helps is if I only show them the latest posts, maybe I show them the latest five posts. Well, if I'm saying something about Audacity and there's a previous episode that is highly relevant to what I'm talking about, but that episode is six posts ago, they're not going to see it anywhere on the site. They, Yeah, I might link to it within the content, but they have to dig through that content to get to it. Make it easy. Have related posts at the end of your posts. Again, you can do this with a plugin. There are multiple plugins out there. Just search the WordPress plugins directory for related, and that might give you enough there, related posts. And I will be implementing this on the Audacity to podcast. And then also, if you have anything like a newsletter, your sidebar is a great place to put that. Now, the order of these things may vary depending on what is most important for your listeners to get. If you're, if it's most important for your listeners to sign up for your free email newsletter, then move that widget up, of course. I really recommend having your search either the top or near the top of these options, if not just straight in your header where it's the absolute top of your page. But also your subscription options, these need to be really high and prominent. The rest, I'd say it's up to your discretion of what you think is important about it and what might seem important to your listeners as well. So put repeatable, accessible stuff in your sidebar. Of course, if you have affiliate links for your site, and you have little promotions or you've got contracts for advertisers or anything like that, then they're going to ask you to put ads in the sidebar. And this is also a great place to put it because, again, this is repeatable, accessible stuff. And if you're making money from certain things on your site, then you want those links to be visible to people. So you could do this in either showing images, little thumbnails, which... Those are usually 120 by 120 or 125 by 125. Or what's actually more powerful than... Now, I won't... Yeah, I started to tell you, so I'll go ahead and tell you. What's actually more powerful than just passive links on the side like this is in-context links to affiliates, where if you mention them in a blog post, you're linking to them. That's more powerful than a flashing, seizure-inducing image on the sidebar that flashes and tells them, buy me, buy me, buy me, and save money and all of this. 
you're in context, but that's, that's a little bonus content there for you. So again, the five steps to an effective podcast website or whatever your website is. And yes, there are many more things about a website too, but I can't cover them all in this. I'm at an hour right now, so I can't cover all of this stuff. But the five, here are my five top five things that I'm telling you, you can do without having to be a web designer. You can do these five things. It's very easy to do. Five steps to an effective podcast website. Use the front page. Explain yourself and your content in the about page. Make it easy to contact you. Make your podcasts or whatever your content is visible and put repeatable, accessible stuff in your sidebar. And you can do these things. You don't have to be a web designer to do these things. Yes, hiring a web designer like me, hint, 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 can help you do these things and many more things. And I would totally love to design a website for you and help you make your site so much more effective. And there are, I'm working on different models of different services that I can offer for this. But I am available for hire for some freelance work or contract work or whatever you want to consider it. And I would love to talk to you about that. Feel free to email me. Don't email the normal address. If you're interested in hiring me to do some work for you, then here's the email address I want you to use. Daniel at noodle.mx. If you want to talk to me about getting some work done or hiring me to design your website for you, or maybe not your entire website like I did for the Audacity podcast, maybe you just want the little subscription widget with the little icons that work really well for people to be able to subscribe in their player of choice. Maybe that's all you want. Maybe you want the really featured kind of widget that I have on my front page where it's that how to podcast about podcasting and using audacity and the call to action there. Maybe that's all you want. Or maybe all you want is just a simple header image or a background or a color scheme or those three things. Actually, I'd say those three things go together perfectly. Maybe that's all you want is you don't need a whole site design. You just want a header image, a background, and some colors that look good. I can set that up for you. I can also completely design your website, but that's going to cost more. And I'd be happy to do that for you. But I understand podcasters aren't always the richest people. So if you want to hire me to do some of this for you, I would be thrilled to do this for you and help you with this. And please email me, daniel at noodle.mx. If you're interested in hiring me for that. And I'll have some very specific pricing models on these things that will make it affordable. And uh, definitely, though, provide you with work that is worth more than what you're paying. I'm convinced of that is that whatever I charge, I'm quite certain you'll be very pleased with it. And uh, even if you just want cover art for your podcast, then again, email daniel at noodle.mx. I'd be delighted to help you with that. Now, I didn't do this whole episode as an advertisement. I wanted you to learn what you can do, five things that you can do to make your site more effective. And I hope that this has helped you with that. If you need help, feel free to contact me and leave a comment in the show notes, which will be at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 37. You can email feedback on this episode. Again, this is just the, the general feedback email address is feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. You're welcome to email audio files of your feedback, recording yourself in your own studio and email that to me so it's nice high quality or if you call it in to the phone number. In either case, please keep that to three minutes or fewer, and I may edit it for brevity or clarity in case it's necessary. But feel free to mention your own website. Just don't go crazy 
spamming us with all of your mini websites, but you know that I trust you guys. So again, the show notes for this will be at the audacitypodcast.com slash 37. By the way, notice that linking system still works. Other stuff still works too that I set up for the Noodle Mix network. It's pretty cool. Took me a little while, but cool. I can do it for you too. Or email feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. Please check out the other podcasts on the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx, like the Clean Comedy Podcast, the podcast for Christian movie reviews and critical thinking, which that will be coming back very soon. We've got Christian Worldview Podcast and a podcast about science fiction and philosophy. (gasps) Have I mentioned that before? That's because it's kind of new to the network. Check it out at noodle.mx or you'll see the links to these on the website for theaudacitypodcast.com. When you're on this website, theaudacitypodcast.com, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast and receiving it automatically for free, make sure you do that. Click the giant subscribe and iTunes button or subscribe with one of your other favorite methods. And subscribe to the newsletter over on the side where it says get the noodle mix network newsletter now that i've taught given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools it's time for you to go podcast with passion organization and dialogue i'm daniel j lewis follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle thanks for listening The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcasts of clean comedy, Christian movie reviews, Christian worldview, and more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network, where there are hundreds of podcasts all about technology. It's like a playground of podcasting technology and stuff. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.